welcome to the latest episode of Next Man Up. And as I say every week, we have a special episode for you this week. This one is even more special, though, because we have not the beat writer you want, the beat writer you need. And that is Eagles reporter for WIP and co-host of the Go Birds podcast. You can find him at, at Elliot Shore Parks. Of course it is, Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, a lot of our UK fans know of you already, but for those who don't and don't listen to Go Birds podcast, give us a bit of intro for yourself, buddy. Well, I think you did it great, right? I'm the beat writer you need. No, I'm just kidding. But look, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped to be on. Uh, the season's beginning again. Like you said, I do the Go Birds pod. I do Sports Radio 94 WIP. Today's actually my beginning of my ninth year on the beat, which is wild to think. So uh, yeah, time flies and uh, should be an interesting season to say the least. It's definitely been an interesting off season. So Eagles, Eagles always keep it interesting. They always keep me busy. The job is never boring. Nine years uh, must be close to Harry Roseman's tenure uh, in its, in its <laughs> yeah. entirety. Uh, I, covered, uh, I covered part of Andy, all of Chip, all of Doug, and now Sirianni. So four head coaches. There you go. Love that. Mick, just quick introductions from you and Phil first. How are you doing today? Are you all excited for this? Have you got a special whiskey out in honor? Oh, yeah. Can't wait, man. Um, I do have a glass of whiskey, as I normally always do on these podcasts, and I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll fair get through the bottle as we continue on and um, how my speech will get slurred as, as we go on and Elliot won't be able to understand a word of what I say. <laughs> if he does right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. Had I known, I might have poured up, but it's still a work day here, I guess. Yeah, you still got a while to go. Yeah. Phil, <laughs> well, I know you're buzzing for this episode, but he t- tell us why you're buzzing and how you're doing. <laughs> this is get where I get all fangy. Really. Now it's um it's mainly because since I've been following the Eagles, which isn't a great deal of time, it's about three years now. Um, Go Birds has been the staple of me listening. Others have joined in, but it's the only one that's been there from the start. You know, listen to to Elliot, John, and um, James at the start. Now it's just uh, James and Elliot, but um, it's still good. It's still going strong, and yeah, to a chance little message to Elliot a few weeks ago to see if he might want to grace us with his presence and here he is so yeah I'm pretty excited at this um although my alcohol planning hasn't gone as well because my beers were left in the freezer and I've currently got <laughs> floating beer ice cubes. oh that's a nightmare I've had a shocker so um hopefully they'll defrost soon enough so I can actually drink them <laughs> <laughs> and, it's and never Elliot. the same it's never the same ones no it's all going to be flat and horrible but yeah, I'm screwed <laughs> now I'm committed you guys will be able to see it on the on the screens as we record on this pod um, but you know, Elliot's wearing a pretty special jersey which we're going to get his take on a bit later in the podcast but listen constant your time and, and thanks again for coming on to join us uh, I want to just dive straight into it Elliot day one first day of Eagles camp Give us your give us your takeaways from day today. Give us your feedback on what you saw at training camp. Look like a great day. Well, first, training camp is my favorite time of the year. So I have a lot of takeaways. Uh, I love covering practices. Um, I would say my main two were from a larger team perspective. Uh, Nick Sirianni wasn't joking around about having competitive practices. He said all offseason he wanted competition to be something he builds the team around. Um, and honestly, he was mocked like somewhat for it, right? Definitely after press conferences and stuff, but you saw today it is definitely serious for him. Um, Normally the first day of training camp practices are a bit lighter. Doug Peterson used to basically have a walkthrough on day one. 
And today's Sirianni first team drill, 11 on 11, first team versus first team in the red zone, which is always the most competitive drill in training camp. So they only went for about an hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes, but it was intense. It was hot out there and uh, it was definitely very competitive. So Sirianni backed that up. Uh, my second takeaway would be Jalen didn't have a good day. And I, I've been saying, I think Jalen's going to have a good season. I'm certainly not throwing that away after one day, but I have to be honest. And he was not good. His accuracy was not great. He made some poor decisions, I thought. And I mean, for doing so many drills in the red zone, I think he took about 15 snaps or so in the red zone. You want to see more than, uh, I think he had one or two touchdowns. Like you just want to see more than that. You want to see him get the ball in more. Uh, I thought he threw a risky pass. It was nearly intercepted by Darius Slay. He had Boston Scott across the middle and he just flat out missed him. So it's just a first practice, but he's a starter now. He's not the backup. He's not a rookie, although I think he should be judged a bit as a rookie. But regardless, he's a starter. He has to be held to a high standard and he, he was not good today. That's, that's uh, really interesting to say that. I, I picked up on that um, today. A lot of people saying he should be judged as a rookie. Because let's be honest, he had you know he had he had four games last year. But you said it's early. People have been questioning his accuracy um, yeah. since he first became an eagle. So that's an interesting take to to hear that Jalen didn't have a good day today. What what did you see from um, Zach Ertz today? Did he get on the field much? I noticed he's rocking a new hairstyle. I yeah, bring him back there. He's got the blonde hair, which I don't I don't know if I like it. Look, Zach's a stylish guy. He's one of the best dressed guys on the team, but. I don't really know if I mess with the blonde hair like that. Um, in terms of like on the field stuff, he really, he had one catch. They targeted him one time, which was one more than Goddard had, interestingly enough. But I believe it was, if I remember correctly, it was Goddard that was out there to start with the offense. And then Ertz kind of mixed in. It was much more split than I anticipated. When I think one of the reasons Ertz doesn't want to come back is because he knows Goddard is going to be the starter. Like the Eagles are in on Goddard. But if the Eagles don't re-sign Goddard and they haven't been able to yet, like their incentive to really highlight him diminishes. And so if Ertz is here, and I think you saw it today, like maybe it will be more of a 50-50 split among the snaps than uh, initially thought. Do you, do you think that going into, into the full season, there might, there might be a, a bit of a 50-50 snap count if he is still an Eagles player going into the regular season? Yeah, I think I think it definitely could be. Nick Sirianni said after practice that having two tight ends he trusts is going to make him run 12 personnel more. He's not just going to run it because he has two tight ends, but because he has two tight ends that he likes and that he trusts. So I think they're going to find a way to get Ertz on the field. I know he had a bad year last year. Ertz is still a really good player. He knows how to get open. He still creates separation. I think last year was just flat out the quarterback played poorly and Ertz, as, as most tight ends and receivers are, depend on the quarterback. So when the offense is struggling, it's hard for Ertz to play well. And I think that it, he will, uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. And I think he will play during the regular season quite a bit. Awesome. There was another uh, tight end who you mentioned on your tweets today, who mm -hmm. you said had uh, quite a big day and maybe people weren't expecting that. Do you want, yeah. Do you want, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So Tyree Jackson, uh, a former college quarterback. I have no idea how this dude played quarterback. He's like, he must be six, six foot, six one, <laughs> super long arms. I mean, he's like, he looks like a basketball player, honestly. And so he had, he had a good day. Uh, he had, I believe two catches, both were across the middle and he just looks like a good prospect. I mean, look, I don't think he should cut into the snaps of Goddard and Ertz and maybe not even Richard Rogers, but 
my, my day one take is you can't cut this guy, like keep him in the building, develop him. The Eagles are fortunately in a position right now where they are going to have open roster spots at the end of the roster and saving guys like that. I mean, Ertz might not be back in 2022. Goddard might not be back. I don't know if Tyree Jackson is the, the long-term answer, but you can certainly develop him into being something I believe. So I, I thought he was one of the few standouts for today. That's, uh, that's something to get excited about. I, I think I already floored uh, Devion Taylor um, in one of his plays today. Um. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got him good, for sure. I mean, Devion Taylor started, which was surprising, but that was not a good play for him. I do have a question. Um, go sorry to go just briefly back to um, Jalen Hurts' performance. Was there anything um, in terms of planned or unplanned where he was using his legs? Because I know she didn't touch... Obviously, his passing is where we're all interested. We know he can use his yeah. legs, but in, in general, sort of like the first out, was there sort of like um, any scrambling or was there any planned sort of running quarterback plays? Yeah, there was, there was a few instances. So one, one play was definitely a designed run where he held it. I remember that one. Another one was an interesting play. It looked like a designed run. He rolled out to his right. And then after tucking the ball, took it back out and threw it to Devontae Smith on like a wide receiver screen. So those were the only two like design type runs. And then... There was another play where he did scroll out to, uh, it's not scroll, roll out to his left and was going to run the ball and then change his mind and threw it. And that was one that was nearly intercepted by Slay. So I, I think that, you know, in training camp, he's probably not going to run it as much as he would in a regular season game. And there's no denying his legs are a big part of his game. Like it's what makes him special. It doesn't mean he can't be a great passer. I think he can be, but you look at some quarterbacks around the league, like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, like these guys are able to make plays with their legs and it, means they don't have to be as good of a passer. So I think that you will see him do that more and more. In camp, you want him to attempt passes because that's where he can try different things. And, and you know, it's obviously not a game, so it's not as much pressure. But there were a few designed rollouts for sure. Couple yeah, more. you did. Couple Sorry. More. Sorry mate, um, I was just going to say, yeah, you, you need to be that sort of dual threat quarterback in the 21st century. It seems to just be... Mm -hmm. Um, the way of things now, but the only thing I was going to ask about um, Jalen's accuracy and not having a particularly good day was that because the the line, the defensive line, was more well in the offensive line, um, mm -hmm. and just the case that we the, the defense had a better day than than the offense did, or was Jalen just not getting through his reads in time, and and it was you know the defense was just overwhelming, right. Um, it's a good question. I mean, look, I think the defense had a good day. Anthony Harris and Kayvon Wallace, I thought both had good days. Uh, their cornerbacks are way better than they were a few days ago. Now that they have Steven Nelson and they do have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. So going against Eagles defense is not supposed to be easy for Jalen Hurts. Um, that being said, like I, I didn't think that uh, it was because of that. Now he was making tight throws, which, you know, it, it are harder to complete, but again, like Boston Scott was open and he missed that. And I, I like a quarterback that take that takes risks, but the the pass he threw on the run to Dare that to Devonte Smith that was nearly picked off by Darius Slay, it was tight coverage, which is why you don't throw that ball. So the defense did play well. Um, there was two plays where Fletcher, there was one play where Fletcher Cox got through and you know sacked Jalen Hurts. He wasn't allowed to bring him down, but he probably sacks him in a game. <laughs> and another another play where uh, Brandon Graham nearly sacked him. So the defensive line did play well, but I don't think it completely excuses a poor game. It's interesting you say that about the tight coverage. I remember reading a stat about Jalen Hurts being the top. He was like he was number one in attempted difficulty passes attempted last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the four games he played, so yeah. I mean, the word on the street was oh, that's because the O line was the 13th O line that year, and you know he, he was pressured all the time. But 
the O-line is pretty healthy right now, looking pretty good for the season. So probably maybe something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, and look, I, he's going to be someone that takes chances with the ball. I just, I think that, and there's going to be great things that come from it. And there's going to be downsides, but you know, ultimately we saw last year turnovers killed the Eagles, right? Like Carson turned it over a whole bunch. He both fumbled and threw interceptions and that's what cost them. Like the Eagles were a four win team last year because of the quarterback and jail. If Jalen plays even top 20, they will be a lot better, but you're not going to be top 20 if you're turning the ball over. I think that's the bit of sweet. Um, part about the Stephen Nelson signings at the, the highlight reel to show how good he is involved two really terrible interceptions last year. Yeah, true, true. He looked good. Today. I mean, he did look good today. I like <clears throat> wearing number three. Uh, I think that that's a good look with Slay wearing number two. And look, two years ago, this guy was one of the best cornerbacks in the league. In 2019, Pro Football Focus, I think he had him 10th or 11th in coverage. So he can play. And that's the thing about the Eagles secondary. Anthony Harris was the second best safety in the league in 2019. Steven Nelson was a top 10 corner. So the ceiling is high with them. It's just a matter of whether they can bounce back. Love it. That's a great, uh, great, great analysis and insight on day one of uh, the training camp. Uh, yes. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to move on to the second part. Uh, the second order questions for you, Elliot. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and they come from us. And um, I'm awesome. going to, I'm going to pass the, the mic over to our to our bearded friend, Mick, to ask not me. Your, question, <laughs> your question for Elliot. Not not Phil, even though Phil's been trying to grow that for about five months now. But All keep right. going, Phil. We, keep going, I try to grow my beard, too, and it doesn't happen. Some of us just, you know, <laughs> doesn't look like we're as lucky as, you know, the big haired beard guy. <laughs> Go on, Mick. Yeah, I, I need to. I used to have, like, really long hair, Elliot, and mm -hmm. uh, I shaved it off for charity, and... Um, I had to replace it with something. So the beard well, the beard in. looks great. I would definitely keep the beard. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'll put that in my Twitter bio. Uh, no, so my question is just a bit of a, a fun one more than, you know, like a serious question. But I, I did notice uh, on your Instagram that you put up your 53-man uh, roster um, yeah. and you had your, your 34 locks, your 31 bubbles, and your 23 fighting. Um, and I was just going to pose you the question, if you had to cut one of your locks, one of your 34, who would you cut and why would you cut them? It's a good question. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I had on my locks. There were 34 of them. I mean, I, I had Andrew, Andrew Adams, I think, was one of them, the safety well, they signed in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, so I wouldn't. So was Bradley, if that helps, Elliot Bradley. Yeah, Sean Bradley. Look, I, I, I like Sean Bradley. Here's, here's what I would say. I wouldn't cut this guy, but I think they should consider trading Derek Barnett. He, he makes $10 million. Uh, it would clear that space completely. I think you could move him and get a good return for him. I mean, today at practice, he was on the second string. Josh Sweat's starting over him. Josh Sweat, Sweat is a free agent at the end of the year. Derek Barnett is a free agent. And you're not going to be able to re-sign both of them. And if I had to pick one, I would pick Sweat. So I obviously wouldn't cut Barnett. You're not just going to let him go. But of my locks, I, I would consider moving him. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer, actually. Fans here. Sorry, Mick. I was, we're, we're no, I was just going to say it's... Fans, aren't we? Yeah, Josh Sweat's <laughs> good. Josh Sweat's good. I think he's going to have a breakout, break yeah. breakout yeah. season for Josh Sweat and coming. But no, was, Barnett was one of the ones I think we highlighted in the offseason about um, a possible... Um, trade because of the, the amount of cap space it would release yep. if, if we let him go. I think it was something like 10 million. It was, it was quite significant. And we thought, yeah, you know, be, because of all the trouble that we had with our cap, it, it just seemed like a sort of no brainer to mm -hmm. uh, if, if that's what was needed. But obviously, um, 
they've done their sums in the background and, and seem to have fixed our, our cap. Um, yeah, and I mean, look, they, but now that I don't like, I would, you can use the cap space because it rolls over, but they signed Steven Nelson. Zach Ertz is under the roster, uh, on the roster. I mean, they don't super, they signed Landon Dickerson. They don't like super need the cap space now. So it would be nice to have it because it rolls over and then you have more next year. But uh, Howie did a good job. Like Howie was put in a tough spot. The Carson trade hurt his cap and the COVID-19 pandemic lowered it. So those are two things out of Howie's control. And I still think he got the cap in a good spot. I love it. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go on to my question because Phil's um, being selfish and has two for you. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go first. Um, your colleague and longtime Birds reporter, Howard Eskins, had an article out uh, six days ago yeah. saying that there is a 90% chance the Eagles will sign Deshaun Watson. Now, I know you would have covered this on some of your, you know, some, some of your takes since then and you've commented on it. But for our UK listeners, where, where do you stand on that? And, and the second part of that question is, would you really trade three first rounds and Hertz for Watson? Because that's what's being touted around as being what is possibly needed to get Watson. Yeah. So I wouldn't take Deshaun Watson for free. I wouldn't trade Jalen Hurts for him. And I certainly wouldn't trade three found, first round picks for him. Ultimately, like... He is talented, don't get me wrong, but I just, if I'm running the team, I'm not taking that risk. You, you, he could be suspended at any point. He probably will be suspended for this. Uh, if he's guilty, obviously that, that's a moral question at that point. Now, everyone should be innocent until, until guilty, but at the same time, these, these accusations should be taken seriously. And I think they, they are being, hopefully. Um, but when you sign a quarterback and you hand your franchise to him, it's a massive investment and you have to be sure about what you're doing. When you when you look at what they did with Carson and not to compare him to Deshaun, but when they gave Carson that huge deal, they were doing it coming him coming off of two really serious injuries. That, that was a factor in him not playing well. They, he was coming off of another quarterback winning the Super Bowl. Like Carson was talented. There, there's no denying that he's not as talented now, I think after the injuries, but when, when in 2017, he was super talented, but you saw that off the field factors impacted his success. And I think with Deshaun Watson, he's very talented, but he, he makes a lot of money. He's torn his ACL twice. He's probably going to be suspended. And then if anything else ever happens, he's going to get an even lar longer and larger suspension. So mm -hmm. I, I think there's just too many risks there to hand this franchise to him. You can have another chance to get a quarterback. You're going to have the three first next year. You're going to have cap space. And I, I would not take that risk. Elliot, you can come on this podcast anytime after that. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. <laughs> I, guess you're, I guess you're not a Deshaun guy based off of that. I, I, if you're asking me personally, I, I just think um, they need to give one, they need to give Hurts the opportunity to show what he can do this year. Um, mm -hmm. After the quarterback controversy we saw last year, after trading Carson Wentz, giving Hurts the keys to the city, basically, before all of this played out, mm -hmm. um, everyone in the locker room seems to really like his leadership. <clears throat> I, I like his personality. I think he's going to try as hard as he possibly can to make it work. I think his arm is stronger than people give him credit for. And um, the accuracy stuff, I don't know enough about because I didn't watch him at Alabama. So that's something I'll obviously keep an eye on. But I just think it's mad to give up that kind of capital for someone who, as you say, is at risk of suspension, possibly more. And if I'm being completely honest with you, there is, there is a little bit of a moral dilemma, even at this stage of 21, 22, different people coming out and saying it. It just makes me feel, do I really want to cheer for that guy? I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. Innocent could be guilty, obviously, but for the aforementioned reasons, 
not for me. I don't know, Phil, Mick, did you want to chime in on that on that principle? Yeah, but for me, I, I, I said to you guys earlier, I think it's, and to call him one of Elliot's own phrases, he's trying to be this, how he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room, I think, at the moment. I think that's the only reason this is as strong as it is. And I think that's because he he knows that if if he's interested and everything goes the way, everything falls into place, which I think is probably the most unlikely outcome is that everything falls into place, Deshaun's free and clear paid off whatever and and it ends up being a bit cheaper we have to give up hurts for a couple of firsts yeah. he's he wants to be in a position to be able to make that decision himself that's my take on it anyway yeah i i just think it's too much of a risk i just do and again like you're seeing more and more quarterbacks either become available or moved and look if jalen hurts isn't good they're going to be picking in the top 10 and you're going to have two other first round picks so you'll be able right. to move up you can trade future picks so you're only going to get you're, you only get so many shots at this and to take it on Watson, I think is too big of a risk. Love that. Love that take. I'm not sure one of our listeners, Alan Samson from the UK <laughs> is going to like that take, but I'm looking forward to seeing his reaction on that. He's a lot a, of people don't like my takes. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> we like, we like the takes. We like you the can kind of see both sides of it though, can't you? It's, you're talking about passing up on someone who's a top five quarterback and who could be the face of your franchise for the foreseeable. Um, Taking the, the moral dilemma out of the question and, and you know, if, if these allegations are cleared and all that sort of stuff, um, you, you do have a long-term solution to the most important I mean, maybe. Piece. maybe. But, something- yeah, I, no, I, I agree that it's, it, is, it is a big maybe, um, and I totally get that. But, well, like, if you think about Carson, when Carson was good in 2017, everybody said, all right, you have your guy for the next 10 years. Like, you found him. I just don't think you can look at things like that anymore. I think in the NFL, you look like two to three years because people get hurt. There's money situations. So you're right that Watson could be really good for a long time, but like realistically, what are the chances of that? When you look at just everything he's going through again, he's torn his ACL twice. Like I just would be very surprised if he came here and was the quarterback for, for like seven years. I just, I would be surprised it's possible, but it's just really hard to do. I really like that take. Um, It's, 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 harder to look at a player long-term in an NFL if everything is going on, especially with everything's going on with, with Watson at the moment. But that's that's an interesting take, which I think, yeah, probably does need to factor in here. Yeah, so, yeah. and plus um, you're, you're, you're kind of running the risk of becoming the next Texans, sort of thing. <laughs> sort of yeah. thing. Like we've got like a really good quarterback, but the rest of the team is sort of suffering for it because we don't have the capital anymore to, to like... Uh, furnish Watson with, with weapons and, and keep the, the the O-line replenished and things like that because we'll, we won't have any first picks for a couple of years and um, we have an aging O-line as you, as you well know and, um, yeah so it, it just makes things I suppose more difficult if we're giving up all that capital when we don't know what we've got in hearts at the moment yep yeah I agree yeah. I hear you alright Phil I know you're I know you're on the edge of your seat waiting, waiting to ask your questions let's pass it over to you buddy I'll start off with the, the proper one first, um, which is to do with the running back room, Elliot. So, Miles Sanders has had a pretty good couple of years for the Eagles so far, and there's been quite a lot of changes in the running back room. In the off-season, we've signed a running back in uh, Kerryon Johnson and um, obviously had a pick with uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Yep. Does, is, it, is that going to help Miles Sanders become take that step up to being that top-tier elite? running back or is it going to have a negative effect and make him regress it's a good question I, I think what's going to help miles sanders is 
better quarterback play and a healthy offensive line. Last year, if you look, I think his average per carry wasn't that different from his rookie year. But what really impacted his total yards was he was not as uh, he was not as good in the passing game. And I think there were two reasons for that. He certainly had some drops. He holds blame for that. But Carson was inaccurate. It's the same thing with with uh, Zach Ertz. So I think that having a better quarterback, and I think Jalen will be that, despite a bad first day of practice, is going to help Miles Sanders. In fact, today Jalen Hurts threw his first pass of eleven on eleven was to Miles Sanders, and it went for a touchdown. So I, I think that that is that is going to help him. Having the other running backs, look, it's going to decrease his touches, but maybe it keeps him fresh. I don't know. I, I think the way they're going to use them, Kenny Gainwell is going to be used a lot as a receiver. So I think Miles Sanders is going to get a lot of touches this year. And if Brandon Brooks stays healthy, Lane Johnson stays healthy, they have a healthy offensive line, I think he he could have a really big year. Cool. But, no, that's, that's exactly what I was hoping for. I think I didn't want it to have be too positive or too negative either way. because <laughs> We've got some exciting new talent and you want to see that, but you also – we think we've got something pretty special in Miles Sanders, so we don't want to affect yeah. that either. Um, so the second question is a little bit of a, a novelty one for us anyway, because I didn't realise that you have some affiliations to some UK soccer teams and you've been wearing some jerseys lately. Tonight, yes. if um, you guys aren't listening, aren't going to, aren't going to know, but he's sporting a Leeds United top, um, which I did not expect. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> and um i think was it guy bread's radio at the weekend you were sporting a nottingham forest top on, on one of your yeah. videos yeah. takes so yeah. the question there is what's the deal <laughs> <laughs> well so i actually and i'll say soccer because I, I feel like if i call it football that sounds corny but Right. I feel like it's kind of lame when people do that if they're that's not what they called it growing up. But I did play soccer my uh, all of like my school years all throughout high school. So I am I am a big soccer fan. Uh, my dad, my grandpa was either in the army or the navy. I can't remember, but my dad lived in Leeds for like five or six years. Um, so he's a big Leeds soccer fan. And by extension, he's also a big England fan. So I've just always followed them. I've gotten way more into it, I would say, over the last few years. Um, probably perfect timing for me from a Leeds perspective, right? Because they just got up. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy following it. Also, like being a Philly sports reporter, it's hard for me to root for those teams covering them. So it's nice to have like an outlet to, uh, you know, have somebody to root for. And I look, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to have a really good year this year. I think when you look at like the top six or seven teams, if Kane leaves Tottenham, I think they could fall off. And Leeds was or they tenth last year, so I mean, fingers crossed. We'll see. That's great. I love that. I love the little bit of knowledge, bit of, bit of Kane getting slipped in there. There's a lot <laughs> going on with that. You think he's going to stay? I feel like he's going to stay at this point, probably. Personally, right? I had a conversation about this with with a friend earlier this evening who was a Spurs fan, and I think I think personally Kane's missed the boat to get the big contract. I don't think he'll go because he's, the, the value is too high for his age and his injuries. But what, yeah. more, what's more likely to happen is he'll stay for a year or two and get like a end of end of life sort of smaller deal at some other club that might have a chance of winning the trophy because he'll still be good enough, but the value won't be there. So that's my take. <laughs> but let's, yeah. let's not get too up. Bit of a link <laughs> in though. Bit of a link in though. You said your granddad might have been in in the navy. Phil? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. 
can see behind me, yeah. I've got a wall of navy stuff behind me. No eagle stuff, because that's on the opposite wall, which I stare at all day. Shows no. what I care about most. Um, but you also, just last thing on the on the football, you also made quite a bit of um, of money over the last few weeks. Is that right? On the on the international oh, stage? Sorry, I have this, I have this thing. I mean, I don't know if you guys gamble or not, but uh <laughs> okay, well, perfect. Lots, all right. So lots. <laughs> I read this, I, might, I think I said this on the pod, but I read this book about, uh, it was about like analytics and soccer and stuff. And it studied like 45,000 matches and it found that more so than any other sport, soccer is essentially a 50-50 coin flip. And that home teams win a, a lot more, right? Like, I think it was like 55% basically. So whenever there's a home underdog, I bet the home underdog. And last year I had a lot of success with that. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think I had Brighton when they beat uh, City. I think that nice. was not mistaken. I know I had Crystal Palace once on an underdog that won. Cause, cause like, it feels like in soccer, they're huge underdogs. They're like plus 450 plus 800 type of things. Uh, so yeah, it's been very lucrative for me. I did bet England as a future to win the Euros and that came like painstakingly close. Yeah. Did you bet on for, for on, me more than Newcastle. anyone? <laughs> Newcastle United, Newcastle United for my sins is my team. Did you win any money on Newcastle last year? No, I don't think so. I feel no, like I don't. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't think you they ever came through for me. No. What? What are right. you guys root for? You said you're Spurs or? Man I, I'm, I'm Manchester United for my sins. So the okay. equivalent of being a Pats fan. Probably. <laughs> um, they haven't been that. I mean, they finished what second or third last year. But when's the last time they won it? Was oh, it? oh, Elliot, Ooh. I like you even more. I like you even more, Elliot. Right? I feel like they haven't won it in a minute. But No, it's been a while, but yeah, yeah I had plenty of success over the years. No, for sure, yeah. I'm a Celtic fan, aren't you, Mick? Yeah, Celtic. Are we getting knocked out of the Champions League today? Did you? I think we're yeah. outside of my knowledge at this point. I recognize the name Celtic, but I don't. I don't think I know I, much. I think. I think we're. I think we're. We're done with soccer anyway. But let's get. Let's get back to uh, the, the real love uh, of our lives, and that and that's the NFL. We're going to go to some of our UK fans questions, if, if that's okay, Elliot. Yep. Um, so we'll try to get those through uh, pretty quickly with you. But first one's from at Brett Blunden. One of the hotly contested battles in this training camp is first round pick ex-first round pick, Andre Dillard, versus the Australian mountain in Jordan Mayalata. Um, yeah. We note that Dillard actually did take the first team reps today, I believe. I think he started as a starter today in the training camp. Yep. Just wanted to know who your take was for the starting starting position on week one. Um, so as you mentioned, Dillard did get first team reps today. I, I think that the team wants him to win the job. He's a former first round pick. It makes him look better. He's under contract longer. And Mylotta, as much as I like him, he does have back issues. And for a large guy, that is worrisome if you're talking about making him your long-term answer. So I, I think that they want him to win, but also he's capable of winning it. He was a first-round pick for a reason. As much as, I, like I said, I like Mylotta, but he was a seventh-round pick. He played okay last year. I think it just stood out because of how poor Peters played. So I do think that Dillard could end up winning the job ultimately, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's the way it went. Probably helps them um, cap wise as well, right? Because this, I think my lad is going to be a lot. Yeah, he's under contract. Year. Yeah, he's yeah. under contract for I guess it would be two more years plus a fifth or th yeah another year plus a fifth year option. So they they have him for longer. Whereas my lad, you'd have to sign him. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. I feel like as an international player, regardless of all of that, we're still all rooting for Jordan Mailata. Yeah. I've got a pair of Jordan Mailata shorts that I got off at Mugs <laughs> NFL in the UK. He, he knocked nice. it up to me. So 
Uh, I, I'm still rooting for that guy regardless. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy for sure. The fact he's accomplished this is already impressive. Yeah. Did you see his sweet mustache today? Yeah, I did see that from afar. Yeah, sweet. can't get super close to him, but he had the new mustache. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy for sure. I love that. All right, next question from our UK fans. There's only three of them, don't worry. Not, not in total, just three questions. <laughs> um, uh, one from East, East London Mag, um, who is, as you might tell from the name, East London Mag, also a magpie, i.e. a Newcastle United fan. There you go. Okay, there we right go. Now. A little bit of that. Uh, but he's also, an, he's also an Eagles fan. Um, <clears throat> it's about Landon Dickerson. Uh, so this, is, this question has three strands to it. Okay. Um, the, fir- the first strand is, will Dickerson play much this year? I, I know he... I know there was some story about that today, about where he's been put. Uh, the second is, do you know why there was such a holdup in his contract? Was it to do with injuries? Right. And the third, sorry for three questions in one, is, in one okay. is, is he Kelsey's successor long-term or are they looking to move Sam Mala inside at some point? Yeah. Um, so he didn't practice today. He did start on the non-football injury reserve pup, which is what Sidney Jones started on when they drafted him. So the parallels can continue between the two. Um, I think he'll, he might play it sometime this year. It wouldn't surprise me if he started the year on the pup just so they can save the roster spot too. They do have a lot of offensive linemen they like. Um, as a second round pick, he better play center. Like you don't use a second round pick on a guard. That's not a good use of, of resources. So I do think they view him as the long-term center. He is big for a center. Like, I mean, Kelsey's undersized. So maybe that's just what I'm used to seeing, but Landon Dickerson is a big center and say is a really good left guard. And if Dillard plays left tackle this year, or it's my they're going to get chemistry down with him. I don't know if you then want to move two spots when you eventually make the change. So, um, I think he will eventually be Kelsey's successor, but He'll have to stay healthy, and that's clearly a big question mark for him. Just, just off the back of that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really big on Landon Nickerson personally. I think okay. he could be, I think he could be a real star in the NFL. And I've heard a lot of takes about him being like one of the highest rated no linemen if you disregard his injuries. Yeah, you know, you just, he, disregard the four season ending injuries. Yeah, I know, right? And, that, that, and, okay. that's, and that's hard to do. And and Phil, we call Phil the fence because he sits on the fence all the time. We'll probably, oh, we'll probably Phil, have a take, my guy. Like, come on, have a take. <laughs> yeah, I'm frightened. Nah, <laughs> I just like to see both sides of it, and I sometimes that's can't good. decide between the two. So it's it's trying to see see the alternative take especially i, I, when I listen up all the time it's all good it's well good. i listen to you and james all the time like i said <laughs> and i'm i'm some days i'm james some days i'm elliot some days i'm elliot and uh, <laughs> it's it's more it's more elliot than james i think um yeah. i tend to relate to your takes a lot more well i feel like you always got to change your opinion based off new information so yeah and I, hey, that is you- probably the one take that i i do follow <laughs> quite a- <laughs> if you make enough takes you're going to be right eventually right that's exactly right <laughs> just keep shooting i'll go in I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, so we got uh, Eagles UK2 at Eagles UK2. Could you, this is a bit of an, out, an outlier one. Uh, could you shed a bit of light on the Trevon Brian situation? Um, wow. I think, I think, yeah, it's a bit of an outlier. <laughs> In the UK, we don't really understand the type of settlement that was agreed with him and, or, or was or wasn't agreed with him. It, I think the question is along the lines of is he going to come back? Are we going to see him in green again? Or is, is that bye bye? Trevon Grimes. Um, I mean, he could he could be back, but he was released because he was hurt. And so since he's not going to be able to practice or do anything, they just released him. Now, again, I, I think they could bring him back, but 
is an undrafted free agent that's now suffered a major injury. I mean, that's a tough road for him to climb. I, I think that he's talented. I liked him a lot as a signing. I mean, he was he was really good, I thought. And, you know, with the whole, I, if I remember correctly, he didn't either play his last year or something like that. Like, co- I think COVID impacted him somehow um, off the top of my head. But I, uh, I liked him, and I think he could possibly be back. But he was definitely just released because he was hurt. Yeah. There was, there was quite a lot of um, Eagles fans in the US and the UK who were quite excited about the yeah. fact that he was, he was an undrafted free agent and what he could potentially do. So I yeah, think that's we were where quite I, excited. We yeah. were quite excited about him because we were taking him in all our mock drafts <laughs> before the draft. <laughs> yeah. he, he just kept falling to us. Yeah, that's all not as, not as excited as I was today when I found out that Phil, who, who has two L's in his name when he, called, when he names it Phil, told me there was only one L in his name. And now I feel like I don't even know him. Just like <laughs> one L, just E L I O T, no, no two L's. It's the only way to do it. Well, yeah, I, I can't wait in too much on that. It's a controversial topic back over here. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's, it's more of a bet with some people. They were saying that one L was the best, but because my name is actually spelt Philip with two L's, I had to sort of like stand my ground and defend the two L brotherhood. <laughs> like and I'm now sort of pigeonholing that. But when I, my email address is, is one hour and he was shocked to find out that it was just one hour. Fascinating, fascinating fact. <laughs> got to stand out somehow, right? There it is. <laughs> like it. There you oh. go. All right, um, guys, I've got like a couple more, two more wrap-up questions, which are just from us as a podcast. Um, and then I'm ha- happy to, you know, open up if, if you guys want to do. I know, Phil, you had a bit of a, a really short higher or lower game you wanted to play, but I'll just go with these few, two questions first, Ellie, if that's okay. First is we know you like it takes, so yes, could you could you please give us a bit of an outrageous, bit of an out there take for the new season? It could be a player, it could be the team, it could be whatever you like. Yeah, man, put me on the spot. I gotta say, I my am. Uh, I am. Um, maybe maybe a, play, right, maybe I a got, player. I got one. I got one. I think JJ Single Whiteside is gonna catch five plus touchdowns. I think in a new in a new offense, he'll be used differently. I think that Nick Sirianni's specialty is receivers. They don't have a big type receiver. I know they're going to try to make it Fulgham, but I think ultimately our single white side was a second round pick for a reason. And look, he's struggled. There's no getting around that, but takes different players, different you know times to adjust. And I've seen him do really good things in training camp. So uh I, yeah that, that's my outrageous outrageous one I'm not, i wouldn't bet on it i wouldn't open the parks app and bet on it but i think I know, uh, Ali, i'm gonna bet on it don't worry all right fine well i don't know he's yeah, leaving well. <laughs> yes, there it is that's five plus touchdowns for, i didn't even say that on the pod i might i might even say that on the go birds pod i'm gonna keep <laughs> that you can keep you, you, keep you can keep it here elliot because the second yeah, this question, is just for the uk just for the uk people you, you can keep it right here in the uk because the second question you can also keep it in the uk if you like right. and it give, gives us a nice excuse to get you back on to see how they turn out at the end, <laughs> at the end of next year so the second one is it's a bit of an all-encompassing one so mm-hmm. we're here at 2021 first day of the training camp 2022 first day of the training camp where are the Eagles in terms of quarterback, head coach, GM, chances to make a run for the 2022 season, do you think? I think they'll be in a great spot because I think Jalen Hurts is going to be good. Now, look, I'm saying that despite the fact he had a bad first day. So I, I'm lying if I wasn't a little rattled by what I saw. But I think Nick Sirianni has been really impressive. Uh, I think Howie, Howie Roseman is one of the best general managers in the league. People don't want to hear that, but his track record speaks to the fact that he is. 
And I believe in, in Jalen Hurts. And then you have the three first round picks. You have the cap space. They're in a really bad division. And not just in a bad division. They're in a division with three absolute dumpster fires of franchises that don't know yeah. how to So, like, <laughs> I just don't trust them to build. Like, the Cowboys, Washington, and the Giants have been three of the worst teams in the league outside of Dak having some success. So, uh, I think the Eagles will be in a good spot moving forward next year. I love that. I think all of our listeners will love that take. Yeah, um, that sucks. <laughs> I was just throwing Dallas sucks in there because I like to do that. As well. Oh yeah, absolutely, Dallas sucks. <laughs> Phil, have you have you got a little uh, game of higher or lower ready or? I do uh, now. You do now. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like throwing people on the spot, Elliot. That's what I do. I suggested it in the running order. I didn't realize you wanted me to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a couple, so. If you guys have a third that you want to add in, then then have have a thing. But okay, so over and unders for the season. Um, Last season, we had, was it 13, 14 O-line change, different combinations during the season. So I want you to give me an over under on nine and a half O-line changes for the season. For seven, bear in mind, obviously, we've got an extra game, so that probably inflates it a little bit. Well, I'll go, I'll go under. I, I do think Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson will stay healthy. Kel- Kelsey's always been healthy. And although Sayamalo did this time last year, I think he's done a relatively good job too. So I think eventually the luck has to break their way, right? Injuries, I, I don't think I don't think it's a medical staff thing. I, I don't think it's anything. I think it's just bad luck, like flat yeah. out. So um, I think it'll turn back their, this, their way this year. So I'll go under nine and a half. Love there you that. go. I think I have I'm, to say, I'm, I'm, living all these well. positive, I'm living all these positive takes from you about the Eagles next season. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Car- Carson's gone, so the problems are fixed. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> the, sec- the second one is ob- is going to be the obvious one, and the win line at the moment is six and a half wins. Um, I heard you talking on your previous part that you sort of you think they're probably going to be comfortably. I say comfortably, yeah. as in you're comfortable in your take that they were going to get over. Has that changed? No, eleven. <laughs> yeah, I think they could win 11 games. I mean, when you look at, I have a stat here. Okay, so the Eagles have had a projected win total of eight and a half or lower 10 times since Jeffrey Lurie bought the team. So, so 10 times their win, their projected win total has been eight and a half or lower. They've hit the over eight out of those 10 times, and they're three and zero hitting it since Andy Reid left. So consistently, when the Eagles are expected to be bad, they are good. And when they're expected to be good, they're bad. That's just how this franchise is. So if you know, people are saying they have one of the worst rosters, people are saying they're only going to win six and a half games, like I, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if they were that bad. So I think comfortably over six. That's, I mean, I'm um, slowly falling in love with you after all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like me a year ago when I was talking about the team, but I think, I think things are better now. I really do. We, um, yeah, we, we had our predictions pod quite a while ago. It was a bit of a, obviously, obviously too early to, yeah, to predict. Yeah, but I would say a little, little bitter. Yeah. <laughs> but it was more just, yeah, as, as you go. But we, I think both me and Liam were, what, 11? I think we came to 11 ourselves. Was that I think right? we both did, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately. I think Mick had us at about two wins. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. true. It was six. <laughs> yeah, under. So, um, either you two got um, an over and under you want to pose? Before we wrap uh, it up, I do. I do. Go for it, Mick. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we've spoke about his ability to uh, use his legs when about. Um, his, I think, his, his over under, I just did the quick Google search, 
is 650 yards over or under. Rushing? Rushing. Rushing. Hmm. I haven't seen that t- total. That's interesting. Um, wow. I mean, look, if he's healthy, I would say over because I feel like he had 100 yards in one game last year. I think he'll get about 40 or 50 a game. You put that time 17. I mean, that seems like that'd be over of uh, math. Yeah. So, I think he'll stay healthy. I do. He's, he's like a, a strong guy. Uh, I, he does, he knows how to not get hit. Um, so I would go over 650 and plus if he's struggling, throwing it and that line struggling, he's gonna be running quite a bit. So I would say over. Yeah. Hashtag rare breed. There it is. Rare breed. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got one as well. Um, I remember uh, listening to the stat about first round wide receivers picks about a year ago when, when the previous draft was on and, I think the average is around 500, 450, 500 for a first round wide receiver uh, yeah, receiving yeah. yards for the year. Um, and I, but I think Devontae Smith, obviously he's broken all the records. His over and under is a lot higher than that. I think it's around the 7, 750 mark, I believe. Yeah. Um, simple as that. Devontae Smith, 750 or over rookie season. I think I would have to take the under there. I mean, 750 is a lot of yards. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. But again, like with these over-unders, you have to take health into consideration. And he's dependent on Jalen, who's dependent on the offensive line, who's dependent on Sirianni. So a lot is going to have to go right from the good over 750. I think you get close to it. But I think they'll spread the ball around. I think they're going to throw it to their running backs a lot. Ertz being here impacts him probably. Um, look, if JJ is going to catch five touchdowns, he's going to have to get some yards too. Right? So, <laughs> there you uh, go. I, I would go under. I would go under. I yeah, I think I would agree with pretty much all of your picks there. All right, that's amazing. Uh, listen, Elliot, I just want to say thank you um, from all of us for joining us to answer all of these questions. Really uh, appreciate no your time taking to do it, especially on the first day of training camp. I know you've been so busy today. You've released the podcast. You've yeah. been tweeting all day, live updates. <laughs> uh, you know, you're, you're, you might have been on the radio as well at some point today. Oh, yeah, I think four times today. So it's uh, there you go. <laughs> it's so, day, so I, I'm happy to talk to Eagles all the time. So it's good. Oh, I appreciate that. And I know our UK fans will really appreciate that. And we're really trying to grow it over here and grow the UK awesome. fan base and, and the European fan base. So they're all gonna they're all gonna really love listening to your hot takes today. So we really appreciate Perfect. that. Well, I'm always happy to come on. So just let me know. Appreciate that. Mick, Phil, anything for you guys before we wrap it up? Yeah, I'm definitely going to take him up on that. He's definitely got to come on again. So, uh, <laughs> per- yeah, personally, I, obviously, we've had the back and forth a little bit trying to trying to arrange this. And again, hugely grateful for you coming on, man. Um, and yeah. yeah, I look forward to the next time. Happy to do it. Hey, Elliot, we'll send you some Next Man Up merch, all right? Free of charge. We'll send I'm you wait, away. Wait, yeah. Oh, that wait, is that your pod shirt? There yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fresh. Yeah, you got to send me one of those. That is, and that's, I like uh, that. Devontae Smith six right there. Okay, nice. Yeah, I like. I actually thought that was like a soccer jersey from from afar, but uh, no, I like that. That's fresh. It, it all emanates. It all emanates from when uh, Doug Peterson was saying, "Next man up, next man up, next man up." Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like it. <laughs> Alrighty, listen, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Elliot, again, thank you so much for joining us. We loved your takes today, and I know the Eagles fan base are going to love it as well. Uh, you've been listening to Next Man Up podcast from me, Liam, Mick, Phil, and, and Elliot Shore Parks from WIP and Go Birds podcast. Thank you very much for listening in, and we'll speak to you soon.
We'll be right back.